Good morning. It's Wednesday, November 30th, the last trading day in November, and I am on my 1920s chair. I'll be on YouTube Live a little bit after I stop recording this. Um, yeah, let's talk about the elephant in the room, CrowdStrike, which I do own. Uh, missed on earnings. It's going to gap down significantly. We had a cross-up uh, at 139 on November 23rd. I think my average price on this is like 180-something. So I think it's going to wind up um, opening up. Let's see, CrowdStrike. Um, I've got to go into my uh, brokerage holdings. And look, it's at 113. 113 down 17%. It was down like, um, I think 20% or so. Uh, but yeah, that's going to bring tech down, uh, probably today. But, um, I was just writing myself a note that, uh, today is just, I mean, you have, there's not much going on. Um, I did my, my scans and, and spoiler, there's one scan Baidu, B-I-D-U. And I'll talk about the chart in a little bit, but there's not much going on. You got to be patient. Um, the the setup on this is just it it looks like we're in for a move down. Other than energy, um, Powell speaks at two o'clock. You should be able to get some type of understanding. Uh, by the way, CrowdStrike is down at one fourteen, uh, so it's it's a little bit up. Um, any reaction by the market is an overreaction. I, I continue to believe that that probably uh, will be uh, in the move upward, but it's so expensive. And it, it just got it got killed because CrowdStrike is expensive. Um, price to sales, 16. The forward PE, 73. They are not making money. They're down 32% as of yesterday's closing at 130. They're going to be down 40%. So it, it it's just you've got to be careful in this market. You've got to take your profits when you can. Um, I believe that this market, it, it I, and I think I just posted this on on Twitter. It's a trader's market. Your long term investments, you're gonna go through some pain if you have long term investments. And I've got a lot of long term investments. The majority of my stuff is long term, and I buy and hold. Uh, even CrowdStrike, I thought was a buy and hold. It's not. You know, when you're not making money, when the company's not making money, don't think that just because they're in a cybersecurity sector and we're going into a war in Ukraine um, and cybersecurity is at the utmost, don't think that you're safe. Uh, that's kind of the lesson that that I've had to learn through this. Um, one that has done well for us and, and, and Warren Buffett is Taiwan Semiconductor. I just added that to the, the uh, core holdings list. Uh, in Trendspider. If you haven't signed up for Trendspider, sign up for Trendspider through the link in the description. Um, you get, I think it's still 60% off, 65% off. Uh, I just had, you know, if you don't want to sign up for the year, sign up for the month, you get it per month at 60% off. Um, uh, if you don't, if for some reason they raise your price, don't worry, I got a coupon code for you for 25% and you can get that off as well ongoing. Um, so, but I, I just added Taiwan Semiconductor. This one, the algorithm gave us a buy here at October 26th at $60.90. You're trading at $80, $79.35. So that one's a great one. I just added it to the core holdings because Buffett has it. I figured you're probably safe in this one. 
there's a gap here between 74 and 79. I would not buy it right now. It's above the 200-day, kind of holding the 200-day. The MACD's crossing down. The button hook has probably happened. It's probably on its way back down. It's going to cover that gap. I think you're going to look, be looking at about $70 per share. Um, so that would be my my guess on that one. There were a couple of other earnings last night. Uh, NetApp, uh, which actually wound up um, getting hurt. Uh, there they closed at seventy one eighty. I don't I don't have Active Trader Pro open on my computer, so I can't look at real time. But there's a gap down here between sixty eight and sixty nine. That was an earnings. Um, it's it's. Let's see. Let's go into Finviz to see. NetTap, they're making money. Their PE is 17, so it's a little bit expensive. Uh, October 31st, Jeffries put them in at a buy at an $88 price target. They're trading at 71. Um, it was it sank on guidance. Simple, simple as that, sank on guidance. So it's not something that's you know great to buy. Uh, Workday was another one. They actually beat earnings. So they should be up. This is a company that has a forward PE of 32. Uh, last night or just a couple of days ago, Loop Capital downgraded them with a price target of 150. They're trading at 143. I think in in pre market they're actually going to be uh, a little bit a little bit better. But they were up, I think, two or three percent yesterday. This is not one that has confirmation. It is not a buy in the algorithm. It might be on a bounce up. Uh, but it's it's kind of hugging that 200-day. Uh, we talked about this one before. The average win is 7.64%. You lose 45% in the algorithm. Buying and holding, you lose 36%. Uh, you win only 18% of the time. It's a cloud play. Cloud plays have just been hit hard. Hewlett-Packard Enterprises was uh, up uh, beat on strong earnings. They've got a gap here between 14... Um, 1426 and 1455 which is in play but this one was a buy on October 30 13th in the algorithm and it's ridden it all the way up from $12.88 to $15.47 and the last time I looked at it I think it was around 1650 um so it it is rising strong earnings their ex dividend date is on December 13th um, this is symbol HPE again, Hewlett Packard. Their dividend is a 3% dividend. Year to date, they're only down 1.97%. So, you know, this is a tech tech stock that's pretty good. Um, CrowdStrike, we talked about. That's just oof. It's it's the multiple that's killing CrowdStrike. Um HZNP. This was one that was halted in after, after hours yesterday, Horizon Therapeutics. Now, it's got an ascending triangle. There's been rumors about this one being purchased. It's up over $100. Um, yesterday, it closed at about $78. It's got an ascending triangle. There's a gap down below the 200-day. It's trading well above the 200-day, but I don't want you to trade this one. What I want you to do is keep an eye on... Um, uh, Amgen, A-M-G-N. This is one of, essentially what Horizon said is, hey, we're going to get bought. And Amgen may be one of the ones that actually buy us. Well, Amgen is a, a pretty good stock with uh, 
you know, Dr. Tom probably knows better. I think he's told me in the past there's a better one out there. Um, but this is one that they had a um, they had a, a cross up a MACD cross up on September 23rd, and that was at 2:27. Uh, it just got you out yesterday with a 23% gain at 280. Now, here's what I know about Amgen. If they go in and they buy that Horizon Pharmaceuticals, this stock will get beaten down. And the, the reason it'll get beaten down is because they'll probably overpay for Horizon. Um, essentially, when they overpay for Horizon, that's going to beat this down. It means nothing about Amgen. When that one gets beaten down, if they, if they wind up winning for this, then you go in and you buy Amgen. And the reason you go in and buy Amgen, again, on validation, is because it has nothing to do with the stock. They're just buying the, the, um, the, the pharmaceutical company, and Amgen's still a good company to own. Uh, Amgen's multiple. Um, it has run up significantly. Their PE is 22 they have a 2.75% dividend. They are up 25% year to date. And you can see from October, if you go into Finviz, you can see the chart. October until now, it's just been crazy, crazy, crazy good. So if HZNP is purchased by Amgen and Amgen does get hit, which most likely will happen, um, then you're going to see a buying opportunity in Amgen. Uh, there was a lot of talk yesterday about Boeing. Um, Boeing most likely is going to be cash flow positive. And I was looking at the stock chart, um, October 4th, quietly, um, Boeing has been on a, just a crazy run. 129 was the cross up. You're at 175 right now. Uh, and you still have confirmation. The MACD is kind of down below the RSI is at 60. It's kind of been falling. It's kind of capitulating right here around the 9 and the 21, well above the, uh, the 50 day. You had a golden cross on November 16th. That probably means we're reading for a second leg of this run. Now, Boeing has had some issues. Um, I think they've gotten through them. Uh, they're not making money. But if they announce in this quarter, uh, their earnings were on October 25th. So there's nothing, nothing that's going to catalyze this one. But if they say something in, in the media in the next month or so about being cash flow positive, you can see this one go crazy, crazy higher. Um, so um, final trades last night. I was just watching CNBC for some reason last night. And uh, General Mills was an interesting uh, final trade because it's, it's run up quite a bit here. We had a cross up at 79.12. On November 17th, you're at $82. It's not a bad 5% move in, in a fairly un, you know, unpop. Un, it's not, I don't want to say it's unpopular, but it's just unexciting. The algorithm loses you 4%. Buying and holding makes you 37%. So this is probably one that you would just want to buy and hold. Um, it, it is a little bit expensive here. GIS is the symbol, by the way. GIS. Their forward PE uh, is 19. Their PE is 17. They have a 2.61% dividend year to date. They're up 22%. GIS is the symbol. Uh, I thought it was an interesting one. Probably going to add that one to the core holdings because I do think that it's probably a good core holding. Uh, EEM, which is emerging markets. 
there's been t- this is an ETF that that looks at emerging markets. You had a buy-in here at, on October 26th at 34.80. You're at $38. Uh, it just crossed the 200-day. It is clearly using that 200-day as a resistance level because it's just not moving above it. Uh, I wouldn't buy this one now. I thought it was an interesting trade because it's 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 run so much. Uh, SMH, which is the Vanek Semiconductor. Um, I think it was Dan. Um, I forget his last name, but Dan said SMH sell, and you know what that means? S O X S. Uh, I think it's down today in pre-market SOXS, but we had this buy-in here at 35.12. You're kind of putting in capitulation here. 36.53 is where it closed. The RSI is at 43. You got a cross up here. Um, yeah, I I, I kind of say that you're going for this. 46, if, if Powell speaks and we see the market down, I see Q3 GDP was revised. The market took a little leg down on that. Um, yeah, I still think that you've got an opportunity to 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 fill that gap up above an SXOSS, and to um, I forget I forget who asked me about the the Merkay um the one, but uh, MLCH Win was a uh, Guy Fieri Guy Guy do come Guy Fieri Guy Adami's uh, final trade, and Win um, because they have exposure to China. And he said, yeah, we've got much more room to run in this one. This one's been a crazy one. October 21st, you had a cross up at $57.55. You're at $80. I mean, what's that, 60% gain so far? Uh, He thinks you've got more room to run in this one because of China. The one that they mentioned because of China was, um, uh, where is it? Uh, it was, do, 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 I got to go up into yesterday's uh, MLCO, uh, Melco Resorts. And they, again, it's not making money. I'd rather see you in that, in, in something else. But what's interesting is while you got out um, uh, on November 25th with a uh, 22% gain, uh, and I mentioned that yesterday, I didn't think it had anything. Yesterday's move was huge. It's outside the Bollinger Bands. You had a cross up at $7.95. So I was completely wrong. Completely wrong. Nick from Instagram. My apologies on that one. And I hope you're listening. Uh, I'll give you a shout out two days in a row. MLCO. Great trade. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, I, I think it's got... You know, this one's going to move significantly more than the others because it's not making money, probably a retail trade. I think it's great. Um, so let me uh, go back down. Those were the final trades. Uh, I watched a YouTube video, and I'll put it in the description here, on um, two-fund portfolio. And the guy talked about basically Warren Buffett's two-fund portfolio and how he... Uh, would like to see people. It's basically Vanguard indexes. VFIAX. Um, wait. VFIAX. Why is that not coming up? Um, let me go into my YouTube history to see exactly um, what I'm looking at. Oh, I've got to change my YouTube. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, let me see. 
do, 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 because I know he's got, uh, he's got his, oh, by the way, if you haven't rated me on Apple podcasts or, um, Spotify, just rate me. I actually just posted on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube, um, how to rate me, uh, in the Apple podcast. So let me see about this YouTube video because it was interesting. Um, Too Fun Portfolio, Warren Buffett. And you're hearing the ad in the background. Um, Skip ad. Uh, We're going to do, do, do. Let me see. Yeah, he's talking about Warren Buffett. Um, The Too Fun Portfolio. Disclaimer, man, like, why doesn't the guy have it in his description? That's where I'm kind of like, okay, dude. Um, let me see. Uh, VTSAX is one. I'll put all these in the description. I'll go back through it. But VTASAX, he's basically got um, a bunch of these. And VSBSX was one. Let me look at that one. Uh, VS. BSX. I don't even see that one. Maybe I have the fund right, but they're not charted in TrendSpider. But essentially what this does is it mixes you with bonds. It's your age, your, um, your, your, your place in life. I shouldn't say age because your place in life. Um, cause even if you start investing at 40, you still should be in the, uh, accumul- accumulation phase. Why can't I talk? Um, but yeah, it's a great video. I'll post to it. The guy's a financial planner. He got much more information than I do. Um, but it was a great video. I think that a lot of people who are starting their portfolios could probably benefit from that because it goes to, okay, I want to build out my portfolio. I don't know how to build out my for- portfolio. I don't know how to take risks. I don't want to take risks. You know, I can't sleep at night, blah, blah, blah. This is a great option for you. Uh, again, I don't think your entire portfolio should be traded. Uh, buying holding has made me wealthier than, than I ever thought I would be. Um, and it's been on a few stocks, but it's come from common sense. It's not come from trading. Uh, it's been holding through periods, you know, 2008, um, 2000. I was trading in 2000. Uh, it took me in Microsoft 10 years to get back my stuff, my, my money, um, but, you know, you, you just have to make sense of the, all of these things. And if you don't want to make sense of them, build your core portfolio in, in, in the um, S&P 500. Let them figure it out for you. Let, just have a low-cost fund. Um, they're super, super interesting. Tom on Twitter has been texting me that uh, coal is crazy good. Uh, and I know uh, Rose is probably in the uh, front or back seat of the car screaming, Tom, 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 tell him coal is good. <laughs> um, but there's two. Uh, BTU is one that he said is good. Now, BTU. Uh, oh, God, BTU. He was right. Man, I remember looking at BTU, Peabody Energy Corporation, and it's in the energy sector. Now, you, the algorithm makes you 514%. The just buying and holding on BTU makes you 2,180%. This is a crazy stock. Um, You win 44% of the time. Uh, Your average win is 34%. Now, this is crazy. 
Your buy-in was November 3rd at 24. You're at 31 right now. Um, Name another energy stock that's been that good. Uh, And it's using the 200-day as a support level. Um, It had a golden... Yeah, it had a golden cross way back here in September. But ever since then, it's just been using the 200-day as support and kind of rising. Um, Your last uh, two trades on this have been for you know the first first trade was september 27th um well i should say here's one september 21st you bought in at 21 got you out uh at about 19 with a 19 percent uh loss um then it got you right back in at 21 so you didn't you probably wouldn't have gotten out but at 21 got you right back in you sold october 20th about a month later for 14 percent Got you back in October 31st, right before the month end. Got you out November 3rd, right before, right after the month began at 6%. Got you right back in at 24%. And at, I'm sorry, at 24 on November 3rd. You're in that and you're up at 31. So BTU, kudos, Tom. I seem to have forgot that one. I thought it wasn't that, that interesting, but you're right. I was completely wrong. Uh, Arch Resources, ARCH is one too. Um, shit, Tom's been right on this one too. Average win, 9%. I thought it was 5%. I remember this one in particular. It wasn't super interesting to me. Now the algorithm has you out as, as of yesterday with a 6% loss. That's right after the dividend X date. So you can take advantage of the, basically, this is coal. This is all energy, but you can take advantage of the 147 price because the dividend's been taken out. Maybe you go up. You did have a golden cross on November 3rd on this one. Uh, it has been hugging the 200-day. There is still an unfilled gap above between 157 and 163. It's important because while it has you out right now, I think you're using that 200-day as support level at 143. So my guess is at 143, you're kind of taking the chance that you're going to go up to 162. I think that one's, you know, significant. It, it doesn't have a huge cross down. The RSI is at 41. So it's, it's a little bit down. Uh, but I like Arch. BTU is crazy. I'm going to add that one to a watch list. But BTU is nuts. Thank you, Tom, for that one. Uh, and thank you, Rose, for screaming at Tom in the back seat or the passenger seat. Do it, Tom. Do it. Tell him. Tell him. Uh, TQQQ. Um, this is one that I've told you guys about that around 20, you buy it under 20, over 20, you sell it. It's about to go under 20 again. So you do have a gap down here between 18 and 19. Um, so I think it, it doesn't have confirmation yet. It, the algorithm got you out. So here, November 10th, you had a buy-in at $20 and 70 cents. I told you, uh, up here at 25, take your 10% and get out. I kind of instructed folks on that one, and, and I know I did. Uh, and as you've kind of come down, I, I, I hope you got out. But TQQQ is not back in play. SQQQ had a buy-in. TQQ had a buy-out. So you sold on T, uh, TQQQ. So I want you to keep watching. If you have my algorithm, you can watch that. Uh, in Trend Spider, and you can watch that SQQQ at a buy-in here at forty-seven oh six. You're at forty-seven ninety-two. You have confirmation on that one. 
there's a gap up here between 52 and 58 on SQQQ. If I had to pick my uh, one over the other, I'd pick SQQQ right now. I wouldn't buy into TQQQ. I'd wait until that dips under 20. When it dips under 20, I'd probably look at that one. Uh, SOXS, we talked about that one in the final trades that I heard um, when Dan, I forget his last name, but he said uh, buy SMH uh, or sell SMH. Um, this is SOXS. I think this one has more room to run. Uh, I posted on Twitter a, uh, a GM cruise in San Francisco. There were four cars and it created a log jam. They didn't know what to do. They ran into each other and it's just causing huge, huge issues in this intersection. I like that. I think, you know, for, for my mind, Tesla self-driving, if you had a driver in the car and you were self-driving, you wouldn't have had that jam. I just don't think that self-driving right now is as good as people think that it is. I think it's, it's, it's better um, than what the average person thinks. But as far as everyday use, nah. So I think GM's showing that even with LiDAR, they have some issues with self-driving cars. And I think uh, Elon Musk with Vision is doing it cheaper. It's out there to you know millions of Tesla cars fleet-wide here in the U.S. So I, I, I like that one. Uh, let's talk about Baidu. This is my scan for the day. This is the only one that came up on a scan. The only one with an entry. Uh, and it's a double, it's a secondary entry. Baidu has been crazy, crazy good. You had a buy-in here at 77.50. So you got what, 30% gain now? Up to $99. You're trading at 99. Had a secondary cross up. The RSI is at 61. I would not buy it now. Even though I do think it's pushing up against that 200 day. And that 200 day is at 120. If you want to take the chance and buy it at 100. Um, remember this is a Chinese stock. So they could take the legs out from under it. They may go and, and double down on COVID and say no. Um, we're, we're going to... Uh, uh, keep our uh, COVID policy. TSM, by the way, is up $1.24 above 80. Um, under 80, I'd, I'd probably buy it, to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, uh, Baidu, if you want to buy it under 100, I think you could run it up to 120, which is the, the 200 day, because it's been clear that up until uh, September of this year, this has hugged the 200 day. They just had their earnings on November 21st, there is no reason to think that this one has another catalyst um, other than a good catalyst. China may open. China may say, hey, we're stopping the zero COVID policy. So, but it, since it's the only one that really showed up that was worth anything on a cross up, I figured I'd bring it up. Um, Roblox is under 30. I may have been wrong on this one. I said, hey, put your stop loss if you bought it at 31. Um, at 29 so that, or 28, so that you're 10% down. Uh, it's at 29.86. I, I think you could probably um, pick this one up under 30 and I think run it to 33. Again, I think people are still playing this thing. I think people are still making money on this thing. I think they're going to buy gift cards again. Um, but that's a gamble. Remember, it does not have confirmation right now, even in the algorithm. It does not. It's got to buy at 31.50, but it's below that nine day. 
So it's lost its confirmation even from that buy-in. So I don't want to say that, hey, this one's a great one, a great opportunity. I haven't bought in. I haven't traded this one. Uh, there have been other ones that I've taken. I wanted to see that this broke the 33 mark um, before I was going to buy in. If it broke the 33 mark, I was going to get in. There's still a gap here between 36 and 41, but that 41 breaks the 200-day. The so I think that 36 is in play. And that's why I said I think it's worth the opportunity. I think it's in play. Uh, I think you hold this one. Uh, don't buy it today. Uh, I, if, if you think that Jay Powell's going to come out and say, hey, inflation's under control and we're going to look at easing things, buy it. Do I think he's going to come out and say that? Hell freaking no. I think he's going to come out and say, we have to watch what, what's going on. Um, you know, We've seen some, some easing of inflation. But there's still some sticky parts to inflation, meaning rents, uh, meaning real wages. They may not come out. And so higher prices may be here to stay. That might be what Jay Powell says. And as you get this higher prices, the year over year increase isn't as much. So then they can stop, start uh, you know, stopping the, the raises. Doesn't mean they're going to reduce the, the rate. Still means that you're at 7, 8, 9% for your mortgages. Still means that you know taking out a loan, you're at seven, eight, nine percent. Uh, car loans, five, six, seven, eight percent. Uh, with special financing, maybe at you know two or three percent. So still sticky, still there. But uh, Jay Powell speaks at two o'clock. That's probably the biggest thing that's going to go on today. Um, the Dow's implied open down five now. I mean, things just got tanked with the revision of GDP. Um, so things are a little you know. Little hectic out there. Again, you have to have patience in this market. Uh, CrowdStrike is down at 113. Remember, it went up to 114. Um, I, I think that one probably tests the 100. I, I wouldn't get in, but I do say that any reaction by the market is an overreaction. Um, Camber Energy, CEI, I'm seeing it scroll across. That's a one that traded, I think, up at like 17, 18. Um, so, or so, I'm sorry, 70 or 80 cents. So NetApp is down at 63. It's down $8. Uh, we talked about that one missing on earnings. There, there's, again, you have to have opportunity. If I were to pick one stock today, and I get asked this all, to, all the time, I'd probably buy into SOXS. And I've said that for a couple of days now. Oh, you know what? There was one, uh, Pioneer Resources. Uh, this is PD... Uh, PXD. This is one. This is up 2%. Um, we had this cross up at 248. You're trading at 240 right now. Oh, I'm sorry. You had the cross up and then it got you right out. So you're not back in this one. I think today you're probably going to get a buy-in on this one. It's using the 200 days support. The 200 days at 238. And it closed at 240. So it's going to spike up a little bit. And the reason it's going to spike up is that oil and energy prices are up. I'm going to create a, an oil and energy list in TrendSpider for you guys to look at. Uh, that's going to be the, uh, the main stocks that I look at when it comes to energy. Um, so, and BTU might be added to that, maybe even Arch. But if I had to buy one now today, it would be SOXS uh, or energy. 
I think oil. Again, I think you hold oil through the, the end of the year. Uh, and then I think next year, oil probably starts to level off. The Biden administration wants to refill the emergency reserves at about $70. They're getting close to that. I don't know if they've made any buys, but the problem is if they start making buys to, to refill the emergency reserves, that drives the price of gas up. So take your pick. Uh, I think they're manipulating the price of oil. I think OPEC is trying to fight back with saying, hey, we're going to cut production. Uh, then the, um, the administration goes to Chevron and says, hey, you can go drill and, and grab some oil from Venezuela. Um, you know, again, it's political manipulation of oil prices, but it is what it is. Um, it, it's happened in every administration, uh, every Republican Democrat. I mean, you know, if you want watch, uh, uh Steve Leesman's, uh, thing yesterday on the lack of immigrants for the healthcare system on CNBC. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. And how just bipartisanship has has screwed us. So they're just not working together. I don't care who you vote for, but if you vote, my my goal is to moderate. Not extremes, not extreme left, not extreme right. An extreme left or an extreme right is dangerous. It's the middle that wins in this country. So uh, that's my podcast. I will see you tomorrow.